All right, here we are. Today we're going to be doing something that I really, 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 really like, and we haven't done it in quite a while. And it's when Ryan just gets this thing in his head and he can't get it out because he's been overanalyzing something. And I think because we just watched Punch Drunk Love and that movie is ripe for overanalyzing. Here we go with overanalyzing with Ryan. Get the feeling that there's a hidden, deeper meaning in your favorite movies, books, and TV shows? Look no further. Therapist Ryan Engelstad goes so deep that what he brings back may not exist at all. This is Overanalyzing with Ryan. All right, so Mike, and, and you're going to help me out on this one. So I can't claim ownership of this particular Overanalyzing because it's a at least somewhat commonly held view of Punch Drunk Love. But yeah, it, yeah, but it's still, such a it's, fun one that I, yes. I couldn't help but playing into it. And I, I I do feel like for the record I have my own unique spin on it, but we can okay. we can go there or not. So okay, but this this movie, man, I mean, you could overanalyze it in a thousand ways, but this is the best one. This is the most entertaining one for people who haven't uh been exposed to it already. So Mike, do you wanna uh lead the listeners on this journey? I guess so. Okay, here's what we think. We think that Punch Drunk Love is not so much a movie about Barry Egan and his issues with anger and social anxiety and love, but rather a Superman origin story. Lay that on you. <laughs> Everyone's brain's <mind>. exploding. <laughs> Please tell us. <laughs> so, so let's dig into that, Mike, because yeah. it's it, you can say that, and it's like, what, why, how, what? It's there, though. It really is there. There's a lot. It's 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 so much. It's hard to ignore. So let's dig into it. So, the the opening scene where he just kind of like literally drops into the scene, the situation, the the movie, right? Just sort of yeah. out of nowhere. And it's even like, his, it's unclear if his business has even started, right? He's just sort of yeah. has a, a desk alone by himself. Yeah, you never see that desk again either. That always weirded me Super out Super weird, bit. right. So it's as if he's just dropped onto the planet, much like Superman. <laughs> right, right. But there's an even, there's something that happens right there too. Like, so he basically just drops into the movie, but he gets up and walks outside. And this is in the first, you know, 40 seconds of the movie. And there's a car accident. But the car's driving down the road and nothing hits the car. No, it just flips over. Boom, 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 boom. We don't, we so don't see that, any carnage. It's just he's there. Right. So that car is the meteor crashing into Earth carrying Superman. The spaceship. It's a spaceship yeah, carrying yeah, yeah, Superman. Yeah, that's right. That's, right, 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 yeah. Right, right. that's what I meant. Spaceship. Right. The spaceship <laughs> it might, might look like a meteor to the untrained eye. but That's right. Yeah. But well, it wasn't Cal-El a, came in a spaceship from Krypton. <laughs> so so yeah so we have barry egan dropped in and um as we said in the episode this week like he's wearing this blue suit the whole time with no explanation yeah 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 and so, they said he just got it yeah so it, it both evokes clark kent who essentially only wears a suit right right to blend in with humans right. um and it also evokes superman's blue suit right it's this very right. bold blue suit with a red tie is it a red tie i feel like I didn't it's even a red tie that. is he wearing a it's red a, tie 
Yeah, yeah, it's a blue suit with a red tie. Okay, fair enough. Then then even even stronger, right? Yeah. And then uh so we also have uh so he has seven sisters and there's actually a star cluster called uh Pleiades and that consists of what seven sons, but they're actually they have a nickname called the seven sisters. Uh so basically what that means is every time so Superman is from outer space, and let's say that one of his home planets is by one of the seven sisters. Every time one of the seven sisters gets close to him, he becomes weak. Right, so the, the seven sisters are his Krypton. Or his yes. uh, Kryptonite. Kryptonite. Excuse me, yes, Kryptonite. His... And so it, and it's really sneaky, um, and every scene that I, when I rewatched felt like it connected with this, but every time you see a sister... There's also some green happening in the scene, Mike. I don't know if you noticed that. There's like a sister's wearing a green shirt, or there's a green window, or there's a green tablecloth. Like, like oh wow! Like Paul Thomas Anderson either intentionally or weirdly unintentionally like represented the green of kryptonite with the sisters too. I really wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't either. From, there was there's a what lot you've of said, yeah. And from just watching this movie, like how much stuff is going on. Okay, so there's also his girlfriend. Her name is Lena Leonard, whose initials are LL, just like Lois Lane. All yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Again, so and and it's interesting because you know Lois Lane is like the tether for Clark Kent to the to people, right? And it's very much the same for uh, for Barry, where he's able to interact with, obviously, with Lena, but also he's just, like, more confident and more self-assured with himself when she's around. Yep, and there's actually, as far as uh, Superman's love interests or people he's interested in, there are others, and I'm not a Superman expert, but I know they also have the LL initials, so that's there as well. I can't vouch for that, um, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I'm saying it. Uh, and someone's going to tell me I'm right. All right. So um, so since Superman can fly, we also have two things we see in the movie that are metaphors for this. And mm-hmm. that would be his his um, collecting of the puddings yeah. to get the frequent flyer miles. And once he gets enough puddings, he can then fly anywhere he wants to. And now and- he can fly. <laughs> But even before he uses the miles, he he it's like he teleports to Hawaii to follow yeah. Lena. Um, he, That's he's, true. He's wearing the suit and then he's wearing the suit when he lands and he's wearing the suit when he sees her. But That's right. we never see any, you know, it's as if he were Superman and just like like jumped off the earth in Los Angeles and landed in Hawaii because he has no belongings with him. No, no right. bags, no suitcase, nothing. Y- y- and that same thing actually happens towards the end of the movie when he goes to see Mattress Man in Utah from Los yep. Angeles. He has a phone receiver in his <laughs> yeah. hand. Yep. As if he just gets, ripped out of the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, it, this red flash comes across the screen and he's now standing in front of Mattress Man's lair. Uh, hint, hint. Sure. And he still has a phone receiver in his hand, but yeah. like no taxi was dropping him off. He was just standing in just the park. Just landed. Lot. Right. Just landed. But then um, there's a, there's also, as far as the flying, Ryan, I really wanted to talk about this and, and just to see what you thought in general. Okay. Was the scene when the four blonde brothers are chasing him and he's running away and he runs down the alleys and he's freaking out. And then he, he's running down and it's like a balcony 
and he jumps forward. Like I'm talking completely parallel to the ground, head first, arms out first, like he's flying. Yeah. But he disappears off camera, and then all of a sudden he's running on his feet. Not a but, scratch I mean, he, on him. Yeah. Not a scratch. He's jumping 15 feet down. Right. I mean, seriously, though, as a movie, like, take the Superman part away. Like, what? What was? Right, no idea. No explanation <laughs> for that. Um, it, it did sort of pique my interest. I was like, that's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we see Lena, like, get a, a, a wound to her head in the car crash, and he's, like, got not a scratch on him. Right. So maybe he's invincible. But I want right. to I want to go a step further with the powers because I think Barry has super strength as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So there's the scene where he's trying to sell the toilet plungers and he says to the guys, and this is our toilet plunger that's unbreakable. So you would expect it like it's not going to break. But because Barry has super strength, Mike, he right. smacks it on the table and it shatters into 100 pieces. Right. And, and, and the, ex- the excuse we get is that, oh, this must be one of the old ones. Old but here, ones. Here's what you see if you watch closely. It's not really one of the old ones. No. Because he has to go back into his office. And if you look over to the shoulder of the person he's talking to, his worker, uh, the other guy from Boogie Nights, is in the background beating one of these things on the counter. Same, can't same break little. It. Col- right. Yeah, can't break it. So there's super strength. Plus, he. And then later on, when he beats up the four henchmen. You know, I mean, Mike, I don't know about you. I certainly can't knock anyone out with one punch or one swing of a crowbar. Well, maybe so, a crowbar. Maybe a crowbar. But, <laughs> you know, he's, he's knocking these guys out with one punch, much yeah. like Superman would. That's right. Uh, he slams a car door shut so hard that it shakes the camera. Remembering that this director doesn't make decisions like that unless they mean something. Also, he, also shatters the back, uh, the back sliding doors at his sister's house. Yeah, I can't shatter a sliding glass door with a kick or a punch for sure. Yeah, he rips apart the bathroom like with yeah, ease. Yeah, with ease. Um, and he's okay, got a, so, a cut hand, so he's not completely invulnerable. But right, and then there's when he's in the office, and he, he I think he's talking to Georgia or Mattress Man, and he gets so mad that he punch, he there's like a map on his wall, and he punches it really hard. And it and the map goes into the wall. That was a concrete wall, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So this is a concrete. This has to be on purpose, right? Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah, for sure. But then here's something we need to look at afterwards. And if if anyone's listening and can tell me what this says, I would love to know. He puts his hand up on the filing cabinet after he punches the concrete wall, and there's four letters there, and I couldn't quite make it out before the scene changed. Not so, sure. It might say something that will help us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so then we've got this. So the, the the part that I feel like is sort of my own is so the Superman tale, like he sort of learns over time to harness his powers, right? He yeah. doesn't he doesn't land on Earth with like the full use of his powers and <clears throat> understanding what he can do. So much like Barry, who if he is landing on Earth, it's like, oh, he's very unsure of himself and and how to handle certain situations with people. And over time, especially once he gets the sort of validation of, of Lena, of this person that helps kind of tether him to Earth, um, it's then when he's able to harness his strength and harness his flying uh, for good or for at least for the protection of her and protection of himself. Um, and then he goes on to defeat the bad guy, right? Yeah. But only once he's harnessed the, the, the powers and the sort of really the emotional control over himself as well. So I, I appreciated that as a therapist because it's like, okay, 
if we're if we're showing a good example of anything, it's that you you can get a certain amount of control over your emotions or at least how to use them in a way that most benefits you and the people around you. Even as we talked about on this week's episode, like not the most ideal solution. Like even if he's Superman, mm-hmm. like, you know, you should probably still alert the cops that there's this like extortion ring happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So then we, we also have, there's a couple other things. Uh, and speaking of Mattress Man, his name is Mattress Man. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a bad guy name if I ever heard one. Right. He has a lair. Sure does. And when he finally meets him, he's getting a haircut and he has that barber shop thing on. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually, a, that's a cape. He's wearing a cape. Sure. That's but he exactly does that, he, that. Here's that very dramatic, like, bad guy turn around in his chair <laughs> move. Yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, a classic, yeah, yeah. yeah like, um, <laughs> Inspector Gadget. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, what was that guy's name? Claw? Dr. Claw or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a very old reference we just went with. I know. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's like there's a lot here. And there's one that's, more. Oh, please. I, I might be forgetting okay. something. Yeah. There's one more. The very last scene of the movie. Barry is playing the harmonium and he's dressed in blue and like the rest of the movie. And then Lena walks up to him dressed in red. What does that mean? I don't know. It's some oh, sort okay. of... So... <laughs> Is that like a thing that Lois does? I don't understand. That part I missed. <laughs> uh, it... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, so maybe it's just he's playing He's playing uh, the harmonium because he's brought harmony to the universe. Yeah, I don't know. That's the one. Okay, so there's a ton of theories out there, but I, I, know, that, sure I just are. read that one. That's the and one. No, I and I think the harmonium itself is like supposed to be uh, representative of something as well, because it goes through its own transformation over the course of the movie. But yeah, uh, suffice to say, we could overanalyze this movie forever. So we're going to give the listeners a break here and just say, you know, enjoy maybe rewatching this movie as if Barry Egan was Superman. Agreed. And if anyone. Uh really loved this particular one and wants to hear my overanalyzing on the fact that I think this is all in Barry's head, let us know. (laughs) Uh, You don't. You don't want to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We out. Thank Kevin McLeod for all the music that we use on the show. You can find Kevin and his royalty-free music at incompetech.com. 